Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. It's March 25th, 2018, and you're listening to Julio Gonzalez for Congress, the podcast. And today is Palm Sunday, and so appropriately enough, we will continue detailing the substantive issues of my campaign today by covering issues of religious freedom, religious liberty, and our nation's religious foundations. Uh, And I personally believe that this is probably the single most important issue affecting our, our country today and at all times. And it is one of the central and most pivotal issues that led to me running for Congress. And we'll discuss that in a minute. But first, let's talk about how you can access us and how you can tell your friends to access us. First, and most obviously, you can come to juliogonzalezforcongress.com. That's juliogonzalezforcongress.com. That's our website, and you'll have all sorts of information there, including our podcasts. We're putting them there, which are available through SoundCloud as well, and on iTunes at Dr. Julio Gonzalez for Congress. But nevertheless, you come over to juliogonzalezforcongress.com, and you'll find our podcast there. You'll also uh, be able to keep track of the many events that are coming our way and uh, the places where we will be so that I can hopefully get the opportunity to meet you and listen to you and listen to your concerns as we move forward. On Twitter, the handle is at Julio for Florida. That's J-U-L-I-O for Florida. And also on Facebook, you can follow me at Julio Gonzalez for Congress. And remember, my name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez, and I approve this message. So religious freedom, uh, this is probably the single most important issue affecting our country now and always. It is uh, forever going to be a very important issue that really defines who we are as a people and it defines our direction. And it, um, it really defines our foundation. And let's start with that. We should start with, with how religious freedom led to the foundation of this country. The left and many members of the atheist community try to dismiss the issue of religious freedom as a pivotal and fundamental pillar to the creation of our country, and this is um, at best a hollow argument, at worst a, an overt falsity. And the reason for that is very simple. The very philosophy that led to the creation of our country the very philosophy that led to the framers to write the way that they did, and more importantly even, the founders, people like Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and John Adams, people like that that, um, that actually heralded and were pivotal, not only in the creation of the Constitution later on, but, but in the Declaration of Independence from England and in the impetus uh, at moving our country to a state of war against the the against England and King George, those issues were decidedly religious in nature. Now, a lot of the um, more secular uh, influences in our society would like for you to believe that um, the issue was more economic; that there were taxation issues that were at the forefront of our disgruntlement with with England. They would like to uh, have you believe that um, economic reasons 
separate from taxation, dealing with our abilities to trade internationally were pivotal. Uh, things like uh, being able to uh, import and export tea and ex- uh, export textiles were strong motivators to leading our to our um, to our freedom. But in point of fact, in point of fact, even more central to to the foundation of our country, even more pivotal to the root of our country, is this issue about religious liberty and uh, worshiping the Creator. And the reason why that is is very simple. Our country is based on the concept of natural law. And the concept of natural law is, is one that came, comes from the Enlightenment. It does not come from, from um, you know, the medieval ages and the times of kings. This is what really catapulted our country into a new form of insight about the relationship between man and government. And that, that, um, that philosophy really uh, springs from a single concept and that concept is that there is a direct immutable uninterruptible relationship between each and every one of us and our creator and that we are placed here for reasons that are controlled by our creator and are not interceded by kings or by any religious organization or or uh, any religious entity the fact of the matter is that the country was based, the whole concept that our country would be based on foundation of rule by the people and uh, power coming from the people emanates from the from that very simple concept of natural law. The concepts that were written by the likes of John Locke, who, from whom um, uh, uh, Jefferson borrowed immensely in his drafting of the Declaration of Independence. And in so doing, we essentially acknowledge that these immutable, these, these immutable relationships that we have between, between God and the individual, these relationships lead to the passage or the uh, gifting from God to each one of us of these immutable rights, these rights that are not to be interfered with. And so these, um, these freedoms are the ones that in, if, in essence get enshrouded in the, uh, in the, in the uh, Bill of Rights. And so to believe and to argue that our country is not based on religious foundations when clearly everything that led to the philo- philosophical uh, leaps the 5,000-year leap, as, as has been written about before, um, that led to the creation of a country based on power of the people is a direct consequence of that philosophy. Now, what has happened over time, unfortunately, and we'll discuss this in future podcasts and we'll hopefully have the opportunity to, to discuss this uh, in person and in uh, so many other settings, is that the judiciary interceded. The judiciary decided th- that it would take this one phrase, this one ex parte phrase that was delivered by Thomas Jefferson when he was president of the United States, this uh, phrase that essentially paraphrased, said that um, a wall of separation between church and state needed to be built, 
that phrase has been held by the Supreme Court initially in the 19th century in a very mild way, but then with the with the um, inception of the progressives and uh, the courts during the 1950s and 1960s where they became quite liberal and quite oh agenda driven on social issues when that be- came into being they grasped this hostility towards uh, religion and public worship and essentially turned that into a rallying cry for legal premises and re- legal opinions that essentially served to do very little other than to strip away our religious liberties and our religious um, abilities to worship in public. And I think the consequences from from those problems, from those decisions, are very direct in explaining the, the consequences and the deterioration in our society that has taken place. If you look at the... Uh, deterioration of the family, if you look at the deterioration of marriage, if you look at the lack of an appreciation of issues that are greater than yourself amongst the children in our country and in amongst each subsequent generation after after rulings were done in the Supreme Court to remove prayers from school, I think you can clearly see the relationship between the absence of God and the absence of worship and the undermining and deterioration of American society. In my opinion, this has been one of the biggest threats to the longevity and the continued existence of our country as a republic. And I think it's one of those that really truly motivate me to seek any opportunity, whether it be through public office or otherwise, to help shape and um, influence public opinion in such a manner that we once again value these issues and once again instill them into our uh, nation's psyche. Yes, it may mean a reversal of the court. It may also, by the court, I should say, it may also mean uh, that we will have to uh, uh, limit the court's powers in certain ways so that they dis- stop me- meddling with the thoughts and the will of the people, particularly as it relates to religious uh, freedoms and religious institutions, and of course, religious worship. But And these are not things that are going to be accomplished overnight. They're not going to be accomplished by any single congressman. They're not going to be accomplished by any single person. But, they're, but everything starts with a spark, and people follow um, certain... Uh, movements and movements are created merely because one person believed. And I'll leave you with this story. And it's a, it's a story about the power of one individual and how one person can make a difference. And that person in this case was a, a man by the name, a young man by the name of Gregory Watson. Gregory Watson was a college student in 1982 when he turned in a term paper as an undergrad to, uh, to his um, to his college professor, um, stating that James Madison's um, proposed amendment to the Constitution that would require an intervening election before Congress could change its salaries would still 
hold true and is still valid and could pass if ratified by sufficient number of states. Bearing in mind that it was ratified, previously ratified by six states in the original attempt to include it in the Bill of Rights. Many of you may know that um, James Madison actually proposed 12 amendments to the Constitution as part of the Bill of Rights and only 10 of those passed. So we had, that's how we got 10. But there were two that didn't get passed. One of those was this, this amendment, this proposed amendment that would require an intervening election before Congress could change its salaries. Well, the teacher gave, the professor gave Gregory, Matt, Gregory Watson a C on his test. And he gave a C to his test. She gave a T, C uh, to his test. Not because it was poorly written, but because she did not believe that the amendment could pass and could be ratified, and she did not believe that uh, his argument was sound. So Watson essentially took this as a call to arms, and he then proceeded to find to write legislators throughout the country, state legislators throughout the, con- throughout the country, to see if they would ratify the amendment. This um, took an interest or developed an interest in the state of Maine where legislators uh, proposed it for the, for the people and the people ratified it in the state of Maine in 1983. By 1984, it was ratified in Colorado. There was, um, next he learned that uh, it had been previously uh, passed in Oklahoma, bringing now the states to nine and also bringing national attention to the issue. And in light of the skyrocketing uh, trend for an increase in salaries of Congress persons, uh, it sparked a national interest and a national movement, which eventually spread throughout the states. And lo and behold, before you knew it, knew it three quarters of the states had passed the uh, amendment as ratified and in 1992 got certified as an official amendment to the Constitution of the United States, the 27th Amendment and the latest amendment to have been passed. So my point is this. My point is that there are a lot of things that have to be uh, undertaken and a lot of changes that have to be undertaken in this country. And none of these changes will be undertaken unless we believe that we can do it. And I, for one, do believe that we can make some of these changes happen so long as we, number one, Identify the problems and focus in on the solutions. And number two, work tirelessly to make them a reality. My name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. You're listening to Julio Gonzalez for Congress, the podcast. And if you like what you hear, then make sure to sign up for our emails. Check out our events at juliogonzalezforcongress.com. And if you think this candidacy is worth a couple of dollars of your investment, then come to the website and contribute. Every little help, every little bit helps, and every little bit of help is greatly appreciated. Remember, this is our campaign together, and I certainly could use your help. And particularly today on Palm Sunday, I thank you so much for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And remember, my name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. And I approve this message because I believe in it.